Hello and welcome to what is going to be a tongue twister for me on episode 121 <laughs> of BJ Shea's Board Game Alliance. I am your host, Joey Quibbling Quarrels, quite quiet and quacked. Quaffling yes. quick stars. I'm always one word <laughs> off. Yeah, wait again. What the hell is that word, Sean? Qu- Quixotically. Quick. Sure. That's a word. Quick sequaddle. Quick That's something else. Cubert. I don't know. Uh, Sean Epperson of Thing 12 Games has stumped me. Hello, Sean. Oh, hey, hey. Josh. Utley of the Omega Gamers joins us as well. Hey, how's it going? He's enjoying my pain as well as Vicky Barcelona on the boards. Vicky B. I think it was pronounced Quetzalcoatl. That's my bad. Quetzalcoatl. <laughs> on today's episode, we're going to recap our OrcaCon experience as well as holiday games haul and my favorite foods we got to eat. Yay. Because we are back from break. We had a lovely interview last episode, but we did not get to catch up on all of our other stuff. But first, Josh, how can the Geek Nationals get a hold of us? My tongue twister turn. <laughs> Just go to BJ Geek Nation. Wow, I got through it. <laughs> For all the podcasts, <laughs> blogs, interviews, videos, links, and more. 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 Or search for us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, iTunes, or odyssey.com. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Odyssey.com. Odyssey. <laughs> now, last time we did a con report, it was a bit um, Broken. sad. <laughs> because <laughs> we didn't yes. get to go to said con. Because Josh and Sean's airplane decided no takeoff. Today... Vacation. <laughs> but we had some lovely interviews talking about OrcaCon, and you guys did make it to OrcaCon, yes? Yes, we did. All right. I got there on a Thursday and didn't leave till Monday. That's wow. how much I got there. And you stayed in the hotels. <laughs> yes, I did. I wasn't leaving. At the lovely They're not Bell- taking it away from me. <laughs> the lovely Bellevue Hilton. Uh, this OrcaCon, uh, now they boasted up, eight, up to 800 people last time. How packed was it this year? It wasn't super packed. Okay. But it was way better than last year. That's what we like yeah. to hear. That's that. I like rising numbers. <laughs> uh, what did you guys do? What did you play? And we'll get to food a little bit afterwards, but <laughs> it is mostly about the board games. Food. Because <laughs> <laughs> you got games in, you brought games, you played games. You didn't leave the Hilton for like four days. Yeah. Which is a normal thing for most board gamers yeah. that are addicted to games like we are. <laughs> so we got... Games for Christmas. Yes. And where better place to play them than the con like three weeks after Christmas. Yes, with all your friends. Uh, I got three games. Three games. I got Thera, Deal with the Devil, and the Wolves. So you got uh, Deal with Sean, uh, <laughs> the Wolves. <laughs> you don't know how right you are. <laughs> yes. So we'll start with Deal with the Devil. All right. So Deal with the Devil is a exactly four-player game. Has to be four. Yeah, yes. It has to be four. You cannot play with more. You cannot play with less. How many devils are we getting in this game? Well, Sean, it turned out he was the devil. <laughs> I was this, the devil. This game is light on hidden roll, but fun on deal making. Okay. So you don't know. Uh, one player plays the devil trying to collect souls, as he does. Uh, likes to do those deals. One player plays a cultist who is trying to get the devil to collect his souls. Makes sense. And get other souls to give to the devil. Uh, Then the other two players are uh, mortals. Sacrifices. They're just trying to make their way in the world today. Making my way in the world. (laughs) (laughs) They're giving it all they got. Which means they're so The devil walks past. (laughs) But uh, unfortunately, through hidden deal making, 
there can be some pretty tempting deals for pieces of your soul. And you don't need all your soul, but you need to build out your kingdom, so you need some resources. Ah, did you sell your soul to paint your minis, Josh? <laughs> yes, I did. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this game is by CGE, and they did a phenomenal job. And what's cool about it is, like I said, the hidden deal making is you get these treasure boxes, right? And there's a phase in the game where your box inside of it will tell you what you can ask for and what you can offer. So if you're the devil, like Sean, he can ask for one or two pieces of soul, but he has to figure out what a soul is worth in the game. Okay. Which your first deal might come back to you and no one took it. Interesting. So I have to be willing to give stuff like, do I want to give a bunch of money? Do I have some specific types of resources that I want to give people? Because the devil starts with a whole lot of stuff. Yeah. That makes sense. He is the devil. Yeah. Um. The mortals, like I said, you're just trying to build out these kingdoms and you get resources every round. And so you, everybody makes their deal. They make their offer into these treasure boxes. You close them up, you shuffle them up, and then an app reads a QR code on the bottom and passes them out. So, Joey, you'll get some random treasure box and you'll open it up and you'll be like, this is a phenomenal deal. I'm taking this right now. You put the payment inside, you hand it back. Or you might open it up and be like, somebody's drunk. <laughs> this is not a deal. This is not worth my soul. Because you can buy and sell resources throughout the game at any time you want. So people need to be like, why are they asking for four gold for one wheat when I can buy wheat for three gold? Makes sense. That's okay. a bad deal. That's a terrible deal. Uh, but then, so you either take the deal or not. And then you hand it in. Well, the app redistributes it again, not sending it back to its original owner. So you might get a second deal. So in one round, you can get two deals. You can get a ton of stuff. It's not quite the savings. Or you can get to a deal that's already been taken. And you can tell because the, the, the offer and the request is the same. But and then you send it back. The app sends back your original. You get to open it up to see if somebody took your deal. But you still, this whole time, you don't know who's getting the deals you don't know who's offering the deals. You do know, like, only the devil and the cultists will want a soul. You can see what box you have. You just don't know where it came from. Got it. So your goal isn't to figure out the devil, but it kind of is because there's two witch hunt phases you can do. This is tough because now when you're playing with Sean, your immediate thought is... No one thought I was the yeah. devil. No way. No, we all serious. I, thought I was <laughs> playing super low-key. <laughs> I thought Valentina that was the was the devil. I was like, wow, you were just throwing money at us left and right. She's building all these buildings. She has all this stuff. I was totally thought it was... Yep. Uh, Wow. <laughs> so you didn't uh, use this witch ability I or witch cult hunt? All the, the witch devil. hunt does is like a little slap on the wrists. But then in the rounds three and five, you have an inquisition. That's a little more punishing. I say it was Sean <laughs> with the devil horns yeah, in my field of wheat. <laughs> players have to prove. They have to show so much soul. And if somebody's already – like during a witch hunt, you have to prove you have three souls, right? Mm-hmm. But if you sold a piece of your soul to the devil, you can't prove that. Now, you're not admitting you're anything. You just have to say like, I confess I sold a piece of my soul to the devil. I had to do it. I was broke, you know. Oh, of course, if the devil knows he's given him souls, he ain't going to have any. So he has to come up with some lies, too. Oh. Sean, so, what were your lies? Uh, I didn't have to. I was actually really good. That's why no, nobody really thought. No one witch hunted him. Yeah. No one suspected him as the devil. You played a game 
where there is a devil amongst you. And oh, yes. not once, not one time did anyone think, maybe it's Sean. It was amazing. It was so good. Because when the game started, I'm like, I really hope I get the devil. And it turns out like, oh, I'm the devil. I'm so excited. <laughs> we played this game with BJ, and he also was the devil. <laughs> Shocker. And <laughs> now how many times did he get accused? Uh, he got accused once. Uh, it wasn't proven at the right time. So, And everybody sold him. So he had like six souls at the end of the game. Oh, my so. Lord. Uh, he crushed us as the devil. Oh, wow. <laughs> you let PJ win. <laughs> in uh, my game with Sean, one of the mortals won. So yeah. Oh, that's that was cool. Really good. So it does have the balance that if you play properly, you manipulate properly, you can win. It's a very unique game. I highly recommend it. That's yeah. Deal with the Devil by CGE. Reminds me of that Simpsons episode where Homer sells his soul for like a donut or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> some people make some – somebody put an offer in the box for two souls. They wanted two souls and they were offering one premium resource, which I can buy for six. And you're like, hmm. I'm like, the devil's drunk, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't me offering that. I was doing good offers. <laughs> it was Sean. It was Sean. Sean. Yes. Speaking of Sean, uh, what else did you play? Um, I got a new one in from Game Brewer called Oak. Uh, Oak is about, it's a, it's a worker placement style game uh, where you're playing as druids and there's a giant tree in the middle of the board and it's very like nature themed, druidic. It's super stuff. pretty. Yeah, it's just absolutely gorgeous. Uh, in a worker placement game, typically if you go to a spot, either everybody can go there as well or nobody can. Yes. In this one, the first person to go there only spends one worker. Other people can go there after them, but they have to use two. I like this. And your worker count is finite. So you only have a certain number each round. So if some place is really, you really need this spot, then you got to send your first worker there because you might have to spend two, which you've only got three in a round. You're like, ah, oh, crap, you know, where do I want to go? Um, also, you can upgrade your workers. And they actually have these uh, 3D pieces that you put on the top of your meeple. So your druid may advance into, uh, you put a little, uh, like a helmet on him with horns, or he's uh, he gets a little satchel, or he becomes a, a minstrel, and he's got a little, like, instrument that you affix to him. It's really cool. And, it, and those elements actually change up how your worker uh, operates and different benefits they, they get and things like that. Uh, there's different animals and creatures that you can uh, bring to your board. You can send people up into the giant tree, and that's basically an endgame scoring element, which is a big race. You get to put clothing and other things on your meeples. It's, yeah. It's, it's so fun. cool. <laughs> They're like transformers. <laughs> it, no, it's like like this whole like wooly vest. You get to pop it. It's really nice. Can I put a cape on my guy? <laughs> there's think, one with a cape. Yeah, yes, there is a cape. There's a cape people. I'd say was there an elephant <laughs> trunk, but that's not really an equipment most characters want. <laughs> the, uh, I don't think there's elephant. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's it's a really clever game. Um, I, I I think I taught it well because other players did very well. I did very poorly. <laughs> I can report that they were very happy with your teach. Yes. <laughs> Yay! That you did very well. The master and the apprentice. I mm -hmm. could not like wrap my head about how to do well in the game, and I was just watching them just crush me, but they were everybody was having fun, so that was a really awesome. Um, super cool game. If you like Euro games, check this one out. This is a brand new one from Game Brewer called Oak. Oak! Awesome. Definitely check that one out. Vicky. Yeah. I hear you got the game for the holidays. I did not play it yet, but I did get the game. What game are we going to have to play with you next? Well, technically, you guys cannot play with me. Oh. You know I have Rude. a lot of adopted nieces and nephews. I'm not really related to their parents, but they call me Auntie Vicky. Oh. The youngest one being 
in the womb. The oldest being 23. Okay. <laughs> I have a 23-year-old niece. Well, I'm 33. Uh, <laughs> she calls me Auntie Vicky. And so for the holidays, she asked her mom, like, I want to give Auntie Vicky something. What should I get her? It's like, well, you know what? She would really appreciate, like, a board game night with her, her like, the mom, the daughter, and the daughter's girlfriend. So the four of us could play. And so they went out and got a game they wanted to play. And it's called Hunt a Killer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You've, uh, this is Hunt the, Hunt a Killer Murder at the Motel. This sounds familiar. Why? Because there is a lot of Hunt the Killer. Hunt oh. the Killer started off as like a subscription service game. And if you guys watched any Bailey Sarian murder, murder mystery makeup videos, she, this was actually a sponsored uh, ad that she had quite a bit. So I've heard a lot of people do it. And basically, uh, you can do a six-month season. So every month they send you a package and it's part of that particular season of what's going on. You're trying to solve this particular mystery and they have multiple seasons. And now that obviously the season's over, they do, you can buy that game the full six months worth. Oh, that's a cool idea. And you can buy the previous games. Um, But then they started, uh, they did like a connection with Target. So now they actually have actual board games that you can buy at the store instead of just doing the season membership plan kind of a thing. Which, by the way, you can do if you go to HuntToKiller.com. You can do the six-month prepay subscription. You can do a monthly subscription if you just want to do, like, 35 bucks a month instead. Do it that way. You know, so many options. Uh, but they do have seasons. I'm looking at all of them right now. There's, like, Death at the Dive Bar, Off the Record, Perfect Score. Uh, currently, the season is Ren Fair Regicide. Sorry. Regicide. Oh, regicide. 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 <laughs> whatever your... Uh, Accent is so. three for zero today on the uh, show today, Sean. <laughs> I never, I never said I was good at this. Uh, but yeah, they call that the premium games, which has already kind of been out. But I do have Murder at the Motel, and that was promised as a game day between the four of us. So if this goes well, I might have to get another one, and that we can all play. Oh, that's nice. fun! So that's you're gonna really play cool. with your nieces and stuff. Yes. Yeah, so it's gonna be Murder at the Motel. Welcome to the Sunset Motel. After Motel housekeeper Veronica Rodriguez. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> my aunt's name is Veronica Rodriguez. That's really? <laughs> well, before she got married. Yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of funny to me. Uh, discovers the body of Julian Ford in one of the rooms. The police suspect her ex-fiance, an escaped convict, is to blame. However, the housekeeper knows that the other guests staying at the motel that weekend could potentially be the killer. Help Veronica bring Julian's true murderer to justice. And you are basically a detective. You have... Bits and pieces of the crime scene, photographs, evidence, notes, all these different things. And you're trying to get it all solved. And the cool thing with if you do, I think with even the box sets or the premium subscriptions or the uh, monthly ones, there is like a group, not a chat, but a page where you can go and discuss clues. Not to spoil it, because I like to think that people who do this aren't jerks. (laughs) <laughs> Don't go in and be like, this is the killer. No, you go in and be like, look, this is what this clue means. This is what I think. Does anybody else have this hypothesis or thing? And so it's a kind of a group thing with anybody playing in the world. Oh, Joey, that's cool. Yeah. I think you're going to have to have the talk with Vicky about the internet. Oh, no, I know. The I'm hoping, <laughs> hoping, hoping. Or if there is something that's spoiled, I'd like to think that it gets deleted quickly. Mo- most people in the forums will, at least in the BGG forums, post spoiler. Yeah. And it'll be blacked which is out. Nice. So you have to like highlight over it to see what the spoiler is. Yeah. This is like a medium level. They call it a level three uh, difficulty. Number of players between one and five. Recommend ages 14 up. Uh, But it plays about 45 to 60 minutes. Yeah, that sounds like a really fun game. Have you guys ever done any of those like murder mystery parties where you play a part and you have to Mm -hmm. like try to like know? Oh, I I did one. 
wild. <laughs> I did one, but I feel like not everyone was taking it seriously, so it wasn't as fun. I even dressed up the part because it was a birthday party. And nobody else really. They just dressed up as if they were going to a birthday party. I'm like, but she specifically made it to where we were high schoolers. So, like, dress as your character a little bit. Like, what yeah. would a high schooler wear? So I was like, <laughs> I did. I did one where we did it almost as superheroes, and I got oh, Batman. Of course you did. And I was supposed to try to figure out who Robin was. And I figured out who Robin was, and the guy didn't play his part. That's stupid. So I didn't get my Robin, and I got betrayed and murdered because they figured out I was Batman. <laughs> I was like, ah, why? See, this is why I had a hard time with like the first ever like continuous D and D game I was in, because you know he was he did fine. Our D, our uh, dungeon master, he was my chef at the time when I worked at a restaurant. Oh, nice. The head chef, but he had no um, charisma. Uh, you gotta have yeah. charisma. Yeah, like he he was very smart and everything, and I'm like, come on, you play gotta play it with up. Homelander. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Did you roll a one? You're dead. Next game. <laughs> Charisma. Mm. Well, speaking of things other than board games, before we get to the next ones, I hear that we all ate food. Oh Do you guys God, eat food? So much food. So Never. Much. No. Oh, yes. Now, not oh, grandma's food. salad. No, <laughs> yes. we've no, struck no. that from the from the menu. But we do over the holidays get to enjoy not only great food, but then also at cons because I know Orcacon had a million food trucks, which oh, is so many good amazing. Uh, what did you guys eat? Well, for the top of my list was not at a food truck, not at an amazing restaurant. We went to our buddy Byron's house for New Year's. Oh, a little game day New Year's. Yes. Weekend. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, his wife, Victoria, made sweet potato turkey chili from scratch. Mm. I don't think I've ever had that before. Let me put it to you this way on how good it was. We were using paper bowls because, you know, it's a party. Um I ate so much of it that my bowl began to disintegrate. <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> oh. That means it was full of chili for a copious amount of time. Oh I like God, to think that he so started good. eating the, the bowl. I itself. may have, because you, you scraped down at the bottom, so there might have been some paper <laughs> in there. It's great. No, it was phenomenal. Perfect. And she got me to eat sweet potatoes. I don't know how that she possible. You ate a vegetable? Yeah, sort of. Mm. Kind of. It was Harvey covered in chili. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was so good, though. It was amazing. Mm. What about you? It was you even should... good for you. I don't understand this. <laughs> That's, did you get the recipe, at least? Yeah. She. Uh, when I was asking them about it, they told me one pound ground sausage, one pound turkey, da 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 da, da. So I will probably just let her make now it. Now you're addicted to chili. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. John, what about you? Uh, for the holidays, we do something kind of interesting. Uh, yeah, we know. <laughs> we actually, well, it's like a grandmother's salad. That's horrifying. Uh, for the Christmas holiday, we actually do um, a fondue. Oh, I love fondue. Mm. So we have uh, two or three fondue pots running, and we cook up uh, big chunks of beef and big chunks of chicken. Beef. And mm. then we have a bunch of different dipping sauces, and then a salad, and and homemade rolls. Do you have the oh. chocolate fondue tower for dessert? We do a dessert fondue afterwards. Yay! Yeah, nice. it's yeah, it's such a really cool thing. Do to, you dunk your head underneath it? Yeah, just blah, blah, blah. John Bates it actually. <laughs> it gets a little weird at that point in the holidays, but <laughs> and my my mother in law, she actually gets like the the high end uh, uh, beef chuck roast stuff. It's so it's oh my god, it's so good. It's it's the dinner that I always look forward to. At the end of the year, mm. and everybody's like super excited about it. And it's just fun. Everybody's kind of cooking their own. And um, the weirdos in my family, uh, <laughs> when you when you lose a piece of meat into the the frying oil, uh, they will they will fish it out into this like hard chunk, and they enjoy it. 
Really? Yeah, there's some, we, I have some, crispy. <laughs> I have some really weird people in my family. Hey, well, if you run out, I mean, that's just more food. <laughs> and they dip the extra crispy one into grandma's salad. Yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Fondue is such a great family food mm-hmm. because it, like, it takes a little while, so that yeah. everyone has to be present. And yep. so you get that long dinner. You're talking, I, yeah. chatting, cooking. Oh, I cooked this a little too long. Well, I got to get this out. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> Vicky? Okay. One, I will say two, one during the holidays, one out. I will say if you guys have a Costco membership, check your Costco because right now they have, they do like the fancy cup muffins. Mm-hmm. They'll do like an, like a crumble one. They'll, like they'll have your basic ones, like your blueberry, your poppy seed. Chocolate. Um, your chocolate ones. Those are standard. And then you have the fancy ones. They have come out with giant red velvet cupcake versions. Oh, my God. With cream cheese frosting, like real cream cheese, not the stuff you get in the can. Don't get me wrong. I love the canned stuff or the whatever, plastic jar. But this is real cream cheese frosting. And it comes like six giant ones the size of the muffins in a container for like 10 bucks. I went through, um, let's say it was a full moon. We'll call it that. Uh, I went through the whole thing in a week. I went back and bought two more. And I'm trying to pace myself. I do not need all this extra holiday weight after the holidays. So I may have to bring them in at some point. <laughs> so what you're telling me is go to Costco on the way home. Got go it. to Costco. Yes. Got it. Yes. Got it. So the they're way. red velvet muffins. They're with... like this. Like, yeah, they're yeah. specialty, but they're like the, they, they're usually in like a little refrigerated cabinet thingy. Oh, cool. So they stay cool because of the cream cheese and stuff, but they're basically a cream cheese cup. Like a red velvet cupcake. That's dangerous. Oh I my get God. addicted to those things. Yeah. But I did want to touch on a green uh, dessert type of thing as well. Okay. <laughs> I, was thinking of, I was thinking of grandma salad. <laughs> you, use, you use lime jello, right? Uh, was it lime jello? Lemon jello. Lemon jello, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of what made me think of this. It is <laughs> called pistachio pudding. I like pudding. Uh, so this is something that I remember my white aunt, because we have a big Mexican family, she married into it. And she brought, her and her mother brought this pudding in when I was a kid. Nobody ate it because they didn't know what the hell it was. <laughs> Turns out it is now like our family's favorite tradition thing now, like within our immediate family. And it is a couple containers of Cool Whip. You get the Jello brand pistachio pudding powder. You mix that in with pineapple juice and pineapple tidbits or chunks, whatever you want. Mm. Some walnuts. You mix that bastard together. Oh. It is basically a pistachio flavored Cool Whip with nuts and pineapple. <laughs> so freaking good, and I ate so much of it. <laughs> pudding is dangerous because you cannot stop. Like, no, <laughs> but it's not the pudding consistency because of the Cool Whip. Yeah, yeah. obviously. So um, definitely Carl easy to make. Have 128 ounces of pudding on Walking Dead at one point. Something like that. I feel it's like a yeah, ridiculous yeah. amount. <laughs> Those I all mean, sound delicious, though. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's all about the desserts sometimes. So I feel you on that. Mm. Uh, my holidays were hilarious because uh, we have a new tradition in our family where mm. we've decided that because um, my sister's fiance uh, and they both used to work at a, a pizzeria kind of a thing, like a Neapolitan uh, pizzeria. And so we said, well, we'll do homemade pizzas on Christmas because it's simple. It's not too, you know, everyone can make their own and you can pick all the toppings. And mm. I love pizza. Any excuse. It doesn't matter, you know, what <laughs> meal we're having. I can eat pizza. Well, I had had a couple of whiskeys because it was Christmas and I was enjoying myself. And my sister and her fiance go, well, why don't we take a shot? And I'm like thinking, whatever, it'll be low rum and pineapple kind of, you know, like mm-hmm. a Malibu, a 10, you know, and I'm a big right. guy. I can handle my alcohol. And I am sober at this point. I've only mm. just had like two whiskeys throughout the day. I love that you can handle your alcohol, but anytime we've gone drinking together, 
You have not. <laughs> well, it turns out after a certain point, drunk Joe does not handle his alcohol. Sober Joe, though, can have no. a couple of drinks. Drunk drunk Joe is fun because he buys everyone drinks. I do. It's a dangerous <laughs> habit. So I've had a couple of, of whiskeys, and we take a shot, and I'm like, oh, this is a weird peppermint flavor. And my sister's like, yeah, it's rumplemints. And I'm like, oh, well, it's a flavored liquor. It's, you know, or liqueur. It's, it's nothing. It's got to be like 10. So we take two. It's a hundred proof. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and I did not know that. You had two of those. Two, back to back. Oh, and my so, God. And this was planned. Like th- My sister and her fiancé were like, this is going to be awesome. Because <laughs> this is as the dough is rising. So my mom's on the couch with my sister, and they go, hey, Joe, you know, uh, the fiancé is downstairs, so he can't roll out the dough, and he's really good at rolling dough. And so he's like, why don't you get up there and you try rolling out some dough? So I stand up and I am just stumbling over there. I'm spilling flour. I'm trying to roll out these pizzas. He comes upstairs and he looks at the first dough that I've rolled. And he goes, Joe, you know that traditional pizzas are not square, right? Like, what happened? And Sarah just laughs. My sister just blows up. So I made square pizza from scratch. So how did your uh, your their Detroit style... Taste. Fantastic. Thin crust somehow, which is the opposite of Detroit. Really yeah. just in uh, shape. Geometry wise, <laughs> nailed the Detroit. Depth, flavor, everything else. Oh, Chicago. Yeah. Oh my so God. I threw that pizza out, and uh, my sister's fiance made us some circle pizzas. <laughs> they, they were amazing. And uh, that was one of the great ones we had. And then uh, I had a four layer cheesecake for dessert. What oh were the God. layers? Four cheesecake, Yay. brownie. Cookie dough, <gasps> cheesecake. Oh, oh my God. lord! Let me tell you, it's like a sandwich. Was there graham cracker at the bottom? At least there was sugar. Oh God. <laughs> that's all I knew by the end of it. There was sugar everywhere. Uh, that was delicious, though. But I could only have had one slice before I went into a coma. Well, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, well. Speaking of cookie dough, that was one of the more interesting food trucks at OrcaCon. Oh, cookie yeah. dough food truck. It was a cookie dough ice cream food truck. Now you think, okay, they got cookie dough ice cream. Great. No, they no. only had one flavor of ice cream, vanilla. Is that to complement the cookie dough because it's a very yes. neutral flavor? No, because they had many flavors of cookie dough. Mm. So they get the cup and they fill it with cookie dough. You pick Oreo, uh, traditional, peppermint, whatever, chocolate cookie doughs, bunch of different cookie doughs. And then they put the ice cream on top and then they go ahead and add on any toppings you might want. This and, sounds incredible. And I had a cone on top of mine. And a cone. <laughs> I had a reverse cookie dough ice cream. So that was a very interesting and sweet, <laughs> delicious uh, ice cream. I like the fact that you can go back to get more flavors throughout your four-day experience. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> what other food trucks did you have that you didn't get to try, by the way? Uh, I also got to try all-day breakfast, which I actually didn't know this, and BJ pointed out. He's pretty sure that's uh, Brandon Gerba. His... Uh, when someone yeah, knows. that was uh yeah, yeah his ex partner. <laughs> oh, interesting. Yeah. They owns the food truck. Yeah, Here. and yeah. Uh, he's it, like, oh, did I you don't... talk to her? Like, I said, take the vegetables out of my breakfast bowl. <laughs> 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 but it was amazing. The the of one, it's all day breakfast food truck, so that's singing my my anthem right there. And it tasted great, and it filled me up, and it wasn't no tiny portion either. I got the bowl, and it was just like kept going. I didn't even have to eat the bowl on this one. That's great because you know what? I don't know how many bowls lost their lives in the making of Josh's food that weekend, but apparently too many. Sean, what about you? What else did you get? Oh, uh, gosh. What else did I get? Uh, there was a place that had hot dogs, and oh, yeah. they were really, really good. 
Um, I got kind of a classic, you know, and you got to pick all your ingredients and all that kind of stuff. But um, and there was also a place that had um, uh, gyoza. I love gyoza. I got the last of the gyoza, which really irritated uh, someone that was coming up behind me. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I ordered. (laughs) I have a lovely, amazing Chinese food restaurant by my house, and we ordered gyoza for the first time there, and they brought it out, and I'm like, this is the greatest thing of all time. I told my friends, like, I might just order 100 pieces of this. (laughs) And they were like, this is an appetizer. I'm like, it's not going to be today. Exactly. (laughs) Gyoza's a main course, man. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. You know, I do have a question now that we're talking about food and gaming. Because you guys were at OrcaCon for four days. Yes. yes. What is your favorite gaming snack that you like to eat when you're at the table? Because there are some rules about getting Cheeto dust on oh meeples. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> my, like, most of us who eat Cheetos, anything that ends with O's, Doritos, Fritos, whatever, we know, too, you can have a couple and you use your napkin and you wipe your hands. One of my nephews has decided he's just going <laughs> to use one hand as his chip hand. And he promises not to touch anything with it but he'll never clean his dang fingers oh off gosh. and he was eating red hot cheetos playing with sean's game i'm like dude <gasps> get go wash your hands now <laughs> oh i'm not touching anything but like all his, his fingers, fingers were red, red. <laughs> all his fingers were red it's like no 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 you know that's not something we want to look at <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> You're like one step from becoming the Red Skull. Like, this yeah. is all we need. The chopsticks are great. I, in fact, pointed that out to him. I was like, you need to get some chopsticks or tweezers or something. <laughs> uh, hey, why has Cheetos not released a, like, something, like, utensil-wise for their Cheetos? I feel like that'd be perfect. Yeah, if they can put a, uh, a fuse polar in every pack of fuses. <laughs> <laughs> Make it happen, Cheetos. So, but what is your snack? What do you like to choose to eat? Uh, I typically go for like things like pretzels or you know like the dry type stuff. Are we uh, talking like a stuffed pretzel, like a combo? If I get a pizza, <laughs> like a, a pizza pretzel, but or a <laughs> uh, um, a peanut butter filled pretzel. Oh yeah, that's. Mm. I, I like the M and M's. I like beef jerky. I yeah. tried to go pretzels. And I'm like, oh, what am I doing? I love pretzels. I could eat these all day, and they're mm-hmm. not going to be too heavy. And I'm like, this is going to be amazing. I tried that one day at Sean's house. <laughs> <laughs> About four hours in, I still I was doing fine as far as not getting too heavy or too full, but my knees were swelling up from the salt, <laughs> oh, no. and it was hurting very bad. <laughs> so you, you can't do pretzels all day so if you have... What about you, Vicky? What do you like to eat when you're gaming? I like popcorn. Oh, I was going to go with red velvet muffins. <laughs> oh, God, no. That's just me in the middle of the night, you know. <laughs> Dreaming. Sad, sad. <laughs> Happy, happy, I was, happy. I was going to say, yeah, my yeah. tummy is happy. My uh, <laughs> my love handles are not. Uh, no, definitely any kind of popcorn. Because even, not anything with too much crazy stuff on it. But Costco <laughs> has uh, really good, uh, they have the kettle popcorn, the smart pop, not smart pop, the uh, boom chicka pop kettle oh, yeah. version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they have like a regular, it's a giant freaking bag for like six bucks of like a cheddar or not, not, not cheddar, excuse me. It's just like, it tastes like movie theater popcorn just without it being greasy. Oh, And it's a cool. lighter popcorn. Oh, so good. Your hands aren't going to get dirty. Like maybe a little dusty. Just pew, pew, pew. All good. You're not going to get it all over the game. No, nah, that's you can't get it over the game. I'm a big fan of white cheddar popcorn mm-hmm. myself. That stuff, I could. Um, luckily, they say there's not a lot of servings or calories in the bag, but I'm like, but it says eight servings. I'm one man, and that thing is gone. Nope. <laughs> nope. So, <laughs> kind of tough. <laughs> yeah, me personally, I'm a big fan of the meat and cheeses. Whenever we're yeah. in a place, and you got you got Josh and Sean, for those who don't know, love to put out a platter. You know, yeah. I'm sure you've yeah. seen too, Vicky. They love the spread, and every time I show up, I'm like, 
That's a lot of crackers and cheese I'm going to be eating over there. <laughs> what is that, four kinds of cheese? <laughs> Our friend Elena's house, she puts out, she does like a charcuterie board. Charcuterie. That, that's, that's what I didn't say. <laughs> Sean, you win again. Four for zero. Yes. <laughs> but she puts out all the best snacks. I love going to Elena's house just because I'm snacking. <laughs> should be playing game all day. <laughs> Well, before we get out of here, I think we should do at least one more round of games because I yes. know we barely even we, we got into food there, and we, I don't tell what happens. We get a little addicted. But. <laughs> All right, Sean, Josh, OrcaCon, favorite game you played? Ooh, I know it's a tough. Oh, one. Oh, for me, that's easy. Uh, Great Western Trail. Oh, I was going to go Oathsworn in the dark, but I'm glad it was something other than Oathsworn. <laughs> I didn't have enough room to pack up Oathsworn, <laughs> uh, but it's not just Great Western Trail. Um, it's Great Western Trail, Argentina. Mm. Now, little spin I, on it. I could tell you all the differences between Great Western Trail and Great Western Trail Argentina, but Sean is our resident expert and has this spiel <laughs> down because he he explained it to every person that walked in the room and said, "What is this? It looks like Great Western Trail, but it's not. well, Sean, take exactly. it away." <laughs> <laughs> so yes, what they've done is it plays a lot like Great Western Trail. There's a whole rondelle where you're running through the area and eventually trying to end with a a lot of different types of cows that you're going to be selling. Uh, the change here is that instead of selling to a train, you're actually going to be selling to a boat. And hmm. when you sell to the boat, well, your cows are going to be going on a trip. And when they go on a trip, they're going to need to be fed. So you have to have grain, which is a new resource, in order to feed your cattle for that trip. And then once they, eventually there's going to be a ship phase where the ship's going to different places that are going to sail to those places. And then you've got your tokens from your board that are going to go out under the city board. When they go to the city board, then you'll be able to get more coins and more points. So there's a whole like other element that they've added to this, another kind of wrinkle to the puzzle. Um, the other thing they've added is a different type of cow. So before Move. in Grace Western <laughs> Trail, when you would try and like defeat bandits to try and get points, now there's farmers, and the farmers are on the board, and you can go help them, and that's a good way for you to get points and money and things like that. But you have to use your cattle. They're they're farming. So you're providing them cattle in order to do what they need. And each cow has a certain amount of strength to it. For pulling the plows. Yeah. Oh, of course. Doing the fields. So uh, there's, a, there's a special cow, which isn't worth a lot of money, but it's really, really strong. Because if, you're, if you spend too many cattle, you get these exhaustion cards, which are negative points. No one likes a tired cow. And they fill up your hand with junk because they're not useful and they're negative points at the end of the game. They're a, kind of a pain to get rid of. Uh, it's really cool. It basically streamlines a lot of things about Great Western Trail and offers up some new opportunities, some new strategies to take. Uh, they've changed up the player boards a little bit, the bonuses that you get. I like it a lot. And it's really not a replacement. It's yeah. just a different way to play this game. Do you think you like it better? Like it's actual an improvement. If someone came to see, I have both of these, which do you want to play? I would say Argentina. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. And I, I love Great Western Trail normally. Yeah, so it's yeah. like, it's a smidgen, you know, smidgen above the other one because they're both great. And in a year, New Zealand comes out. Yeah. yeah. There's another edition. New Zealand, so. yep. ah. we'll, we'll see what changes are made. Can it go even farther? <laughs> <laughs> so um, on the last day, um, I had to simultaneously teach two <laughs> games. <laughs> yes, you did. I wasn't playing in either, luckily, because <laughs> I could run back and forth. So I taught one group, Planet Unknown, and it's a simultaneous play, just think Tetrising your board, trying to fill up your board properly. That was the light game. That was easier to teach. But then I would also run over to Sean's table <laughs> and teach 
Zaya. Mm. Oh my God. <laughs> and uh, there were some new players that wanted to learn, and I'm Sean forgets sometimes some things. Yeah. And, so hey, Josh, you got a question? <laughs> so I just ran back and forth, but I had a lot of fun doing it. I really didn't mind. So Zaya, for those who don't know, is a four X space game, which is I don't say it's the crunchiest of games, but it's definitely you know there's a lot deep. going on. Yeah. yeah. So you were trying to treat that game, which in and of itself could use its own dungeon master at that point. <laughs> and then you were also <laughs> at the same time trying to teach Planet Unknown. How many total people were you teaching? Uh, let's see, four at Sean's table, yep. six at the Planet Ten Unknown table. Ten people. <laughs> <laughs> but what was fun about it is the great thing about Zaya is they only decided to play the 10 instead of 20. Oh, That's no, the great okay. thing about Zaya. We don't have to play the four-hour, six-hour, eight-hour game <laughs> that we sometimes play. And Planet Unknown just wraps up. It was cool because in Planet Unknown, we were worried. We added in event cards, and that's a variant, right? But it says you only add in 20, and we're like, that's not enough turns. We're, this is broken. It's not enough turns. Well, we played with it, and all the end game triggers are – a, the, the event deck runs out. B, a depot is empty and somebody cannot pull a piece to play on their turn. Or C, someone cannot legally place. All three things triggered at the same time. That's impressive. On yeah. a game you were teaching. Yeah. So that I was really happy because it shows that they did balance out that event deck properly. That's awesome. Yeah. How about that, though? You were able to teach two games at one time and have something cool happen. Yeah, did anyone flying it. into Zaya, though? Yes, actually. Yes. Or yes. <laughs> <laughs> <Our, our> Betty <laughs> Austin. <laughs> well, hold on. Ask Sean about his score and how he <sighs> made that happen with my nephew and their constant need to oh annoy each Lord. other. <laughs> hey, Sean, how was your score? <laughs> so uh, the long-running story with me and Zaya, I love Zaya. It's one of my favorite space games. Um, I have never, ever won a game <laughs> of Zaya. In fact, I usually play to 20 points. I think my highest score is like 11 or 12. 11. Yeah, so, 11. No, no, no. 12. <laughs> 11. Would, not even a dozen. <laughs> I, I have this note. So we're playing to 10. I'm like, oh, maybe there's a chance. There's a chance. <laughs> I've gotten that high. <laughs> well, typically I'm used to everyone like just shotgunning ahead of me, right? And I'm like in last place trying to like get points wherever I can. I'm in the lead. And I'm like going back and forth with the person that's right, right behind me. And I can't believe it. I'm like, how am I scoring points in the game? What's going on? This is crazy. Um, I get to five points, and I've got an ability that lets me uh, basically throw a hook from my ship onto someone else's and just go along for a ride. I'm not really hurting them or anything. No. I'm not attacking them. We're just we're going to go on a little trip. Whenever you they take ma- off, I take off You made the too. mistake of telling him you would be close if he was damaged. <laughs> no, I didn't. I wasn't why. He was just annoyed at me following him. So Josh's <laughs> nephew is playing with us, and... For whatever reason, he's annoyed that I've been, like, attaching my ship to him every time he goes to take off, and I'm getting these free movements. So he decides to just blast me. <laughs> just, he's like, you know, Constantly. this guy, this is the last straw. <laughs> and uh, he rams his ship into mine, and I'm like, keep in mind, you take damage. If you run your ship into someone else's and you, you roll for damage, whatever damage they take... You take as well. This wasn't the weapon action. Because there's weapon action. Yes. This is the yeah. ramming speed This is the ramming speed. <laughs> like, full thrusters. I'm going to blow you up. And, like, you're probably going to blow yourself up as well. Because we both have level one ships. And, uh, yeah, he blew us both up. And I'm like, you, you got no points for that. What are you doing? Stop. I will follow you. But he was intent on it. Chaos. Mutual destruction. <laughs> so, like, okay, well, now my new mission is to just... Destroy you any chance I get, and that's where my points stop. <laughs> <laughs> Austin won, uh, followed closely by Valentina and uh, Josh's nephew, and I were in last place. Oh, yeah, because <laughs> they're like, follow you, ram you, follow you, blow you up, blow you up, blow you up, blow you up. Like, 
I love it. They lost focus. As you can see, the gaming went great. Oh, uh, it was awesome. <laughs> there was teaching, there was mutual destruction, <laughs> and there was great food. Well, until next time, because we do have more games we want to talk about, but we have to wrap up. So on yeah. the next podcast, we'll mention a couple more that we played, because guys, this list is insane. <laughs> I mean, no. not that I'm surprised, but you guys did work. But until next time, play nice.